Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. By the way, did you see that uh, Primetime handed out the one award? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Coach Prime handed out one of the awards. Did you? Uh, were you a fan of the Coach Prime show? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I don't. I don't mind it. I think his luster's definitely fallen off some in Colorado. Yeah, I mean he's got to win. He's got to win eight more games this year. But one of the things that that troubled me a little bit. Okay. Yeah, he's a guy that has a gold jacket. Okay. One of the greatest players of all time. No question. Yes. One, one of the greatest, greatest athletes, athletes yes. of all time. One of the, you know, played it two, played in two professional leagues at the highest level. Simultaneously. If he wants to be braggadocious and talk trash and act a fool, I, I'm okay with it. You know what? He's Coach Prime. But when you've got his players who have accomplished absolutely nothing, that started to get obnoxious. Yeah, it was no good for Show, you. Showing their watches and all that crap and all this. It's like... Dude, you're four and eight or three and nine or whatever you are. You know? I, I I don't mind trash talk, Colin. I really don't. If you I, earned it. But go earn it, man. You gotta that's what one of the one of my biggest pet peeves is when, you know, a team is down by twenty one to, to to three and a dude makes a big tackle and gets up and starts acting like a dingling. It's like, listen, dude. <laughs> you're you're down twenty one to three. Go back to the huddle and try and make you know, I mean, I don't know. that's that's where I draw the line. Did you like Coach Prime when he played? Oh, he's my, my favorite all time. Come on, man. Oh, I'm a Florida, Florida State, State guy. guy. Come yeah, on, man. Right? He's one of my probably my three all-time favorites. Do you want to hear a story, by the way? Um, I saw, I ran into the other night. You'll like this as a Florida State guy. I ran into Mike Bell, the Pitt baseball coach. Okay, yeah. He used to be an assistant at yes. Florida State for yes. a long time. We started talking about stuff, and I said, can you tell me? Tell me and be square with me. He just texted me this uh, the next morning after we I was, I was hanging out with him, he sa- I said, be square about Jameis as a baseball player. And he said, you know, he like held our bullpen down the one year and how good he was. And we knew we only had him for a certain long. He wasn't going to train with us. He just kind of showed up. He said, but the thing with Jameis <laughs> that was so ridiculous was how natural of a clubhouse guy he was in baseball Mm -hmm. and how every single guy that was like a full-on baseball dude, you know, like a baseball life or like they were getting drafted in a top couple rounds after they were just going to be in school. 
it, they stopped and listened to him, and he jumped. It, he was there like part time because he was the quarterback, and he said we were definitely afraid of getting him hurt. Like I'd call Jimbo all the time and be like, "I promise we're not going to get him hurt or whatever." But th- he would stand in the middle of the circle and address the whole team, and it was like he was part time there but full time leader. Yeah, and he said if he would have just done it and just played baseball, no question he'd be a back-end bullpen guy in Major League Baseball right now. But he's the kind of guy, he said Jameis was and still is, he meets you once, he remembers your name. He still calls Mike Bell's wife on her birthday. He calls, like, coaches' wives. He remembers people's birthday. He said, Jameis, one of the greatest people he's ever coached. He said, also, if there's a sign-up sheet to, like, go to the soup kitchen or do community service, and they say, hey, guys, you know, we need 10 guys yeah. to do this. First dude to do yeah. all of and that. And i tell you, and, and if, you read, if you read anything about him, he's a guy that all his teammates loved. Yes. And, and, and really. He said because it wasn't fake. Yeah, it wasn't. But, it, but, but he's a bit of a clown, obviously. Right. He's funny as hell if you look, see the videos of him in the locker room. But you know what? All those guys on the Saints, they loved him. You know what I mean? And then what I liked when you know when he did the thing where he basically said to hell with you we're scoring a touchdown here right I love that he stood in there and answered questions about it and basically you know went toe to toe with the guy um, well he said do you have a problem with it tell me why you got a problem with yeah. it like that was a great interview absolutely but 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 you're right he was a great he was a great teammate and you know listen I'll tell you a funny thing so Elijah's getting recruited by Pitt uh huh okay so now he has to go on one of his visits. For the weekend, it's the weekend that Pitt plays Florida State. That when Calvin Benjamin and those Pitt, guys came, Jameis Winston's first start, the first ACC game, first start. Yeah, right. It was Labor Day night. Uh huh. I was there in the press so box. I was there as a dad. Right, with my kid as the recruit. Now, obviously, I had Pitt's tickets because I mean, you know, we were recruits and this and that and everything. So I had like a sweatshirt on, but underneath my sweatshirt, I have a Florida State shirt. But I told Elijah, I said, listen, I'm going to sit here and I know that, you know, Pitt's probably going to be your fact that he might have already committed by then. I said, Pitt's going to uh-huh. be your team and all that. That's great. I said, but understand, Florida State is my team. So I sat there and the entire time, I'm like this. Is giving it, giving a chop? Giving it to him. Give him the business. Elijah, my son, he was angry. He was really getting all upset. You're embarrassing me. This and that. No, Jameis Winston's embarrassing you. That's who's embarrassing you. He didn't like that. But see, that's how I always was was with my kids. Like, I'm probably a, I don't know, I, I, but, but I always, not only am I going to beat you, not only am I not going to let you win, uh-huh. I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to talk to you about it. That fl- I remember watching them warm up because I like, you know, if you go down to the field, you can go down pregame. So I was up in the press box. That team, they had Winston, they had Devontae Freeman, yeah. and they had Carlos Williams, I believe. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, they had uh, uh, Calvin Benjamin was on that team. A couple other dudes. They came out of the locker room. Right, and mm-hmm. it, I think they had uh, James Wilder, a couple other dudes that were that were players, right? And I just remember Kermit Whitfield and those guys. I just remember saying to somebody, I forget who I was down on the field with. As soon as they came out and started to work out and warm up, I said, "Like Pitt doesn't have a chance." <laughs> they just looked so much like Ronald Darby was on that team. They were bad 
dudes. Bad dudes. Calvin Benjamin was on Calvin, yeah, yes. Calvin Benjamin, he wore number one, I believe. Devontae Freeman. Yeah, they came out of the locker room, Paul, and I was watching warm-ups, and I said, like, there's not going to be a game here. It's and, Cal, and Jameis hit on the first whatever. Like, they rolled right down the field on him. That was – They were actually uh, – Pitt went right down the field. Do you remember who Pitt's quarterback was? Tom Savage. Yeah, you're right about that. Remember that? You're right about but, that. I mean, they was had, that the year Florida State was 14-0? and or? Um – that was the year they won the national championship. Yeah. yeah, but but he was twenty-five of twenty-seven for three hundred fifty-six yards and four touchdowns. Savage was no, no, no. No, yeah, twenty-five of twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah he for didn't 356 miss. Three hundred fifty-six. Jameis Winston didn't and miss four that Four touchdowns. I mean, that was absurd. But you know who their you know who their corners were. I forgot all about this too. Jalen Ramsey and Terrence Brooks, two guys that I played. Mean, come on, <laughs> you know, just come on. Ridiculous. <laughs> all right, you what know? do you got to say about Caitlin uh, uh, Caitlin no, Clark? I mean, what is this? I, the, no, you no. wanted to get to. No, I was just saying with Caitlin Clark, did you see all these uh, stories about how she's selling out $1,000 a ticket for this game? At or, Penn State. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. When, or at they, home against Penn State. These games these games that she's on the road, they're getting like $1,000 a ticket. Like she's the best road Well, show. I know people. there's a bunch yeah. of people from here who drove over to Columbus a couple weeks ago to yes. watch her play at Ohio State. The people, Mike White and a bunch of people drove down to Maryland when she played down there to see her play. Wow. Live. Yeah. Now she's tell great me, for women's basketball. What did she say about Cheryl Swoops? I missed all of this. Yeah. What is the problem well, here? Here's a here, here here no Cheryl Swoops, right? She was better than Caitlin Clark. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Cheryl, but Swoops, she was. Cheryl Swoops said some crazy things and some just stupid things really about Caitlin Clark and the number of games she played and this and that because she's going to break the scoring record. She's got how many points? They had it up there. I think she needs like 50 points or something to, to break the all-time scoring record. Okay. So Cheryl Swoops said, oh, well, she had a COVID year and all this, but she didn't. You know, this, right. she's a fourth-year senior. This is, a, you know what I mean? She could have a COVID year. If she wanted to come back next year, she could. But anyway, a bunch of people got all upset and offended, and they're like, oh, well, Cheryl Swoops is just a hater because she wasn't as good as Caitlin Clark or whatever, blah, blah, The thing about it she is. She might have been, though. No. The thing about it is Cheryl Swoops was a much better player than Caitlin Clark is. A much better Where'd player. Where'd she go? Texas Tech? Texas Tech. Yeah. The, 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 what bothers me about the Caitlin Clark discussion, okay, is that most of the people that are talking about Caitlin Clark and they're doing all this stuff and, ah, It's like right. the first women's basketball right. they've ever watched. It's the first time they've ever watched women. Like, like you know what I mean? I tell people all the time, oh, I had, you know, all these idiots on, on Twitter screaming at me about Caitlin. I said, Caitlin Clark would not have started on 2002 Connecticut team. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah. Okay, let's talk about the two guards and the small forward, which would be, those would be one of the three positions she would play, right? Diana Tarazi, who many believe might be the best player that's ever played, ever. Uh-huh. Okay. Sue Bird who's the best point guard probably that's ever played, and Swin Cash, who is 90 times better on the defensive end, 90 times more athletic, and almost as good offensively. What are we talking about? She wouldn't even started on that team. But people act like, oh, well, you know, last year women's basketball finally got good, right? And, and, and again, I hate to say this because, but hell with it, I can. There's a racial component because, you know, like I, I, the great white hope, they, you know, we, we, we look for those kind of players, and I'm okay with it. But I wish people would just admit that's a big part of the show of why, you know what I mean? So you still didn't answer the question, though. Why is Cheryl Swoops jammed up? Because she no. said she has more opportunities to score points, so that's why she she's— She was basically defending the woman 
who owned uh, who owns the record. You know, the lady from Washington. I forget what her name is, right? But see, the lady from Washington that owns a, she actually owns a scoring record. Nobody would put her in the top twenty players of all time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My thing about it is Cheryl Swoops was just saying, "Oh well, she's played more games and she did this and she did that." My thing is, you're not a hater. The whole point. There's got to be. For this whole thing with hater, as I know it, as I understand it, talking to right. younger people, it, there's an element of jealousy to it. But the point, I'm, point, I'm, but the point I'm trying to make is, Cheryl Swoops is better. Let me ask you this: as somebody who's like knows women's basketball, you're around women's basketball. There's a lot of old players that right. coach AAU. Does Cheryl Swoops? Does she have that old head street cred still among the older people in women's no, yeah. basketball? Yeah, absolutely. Now she hurt herself because she was a coach. And she got basically. She had one of uh, one of these scandals where her players were like, "She's way too hard. She's oh, old school." Uh, she, like, and they ran her out of the game. You know what I mean? Because like she's a, emotional abuse and stuff like that. Emotional abuse and all that stuff. So that hurt her. But at the end of the day, people that know basketball, they know. You know what I'm saying? Cheryl Miller, right? Cheryl Miller, Cheryl Swoops, Diana Taurasi. You know, Brianna Stewart. I tell people, okay, compare Caitlin Clark's career to. Brianna Stewart and make the case outside of being a shooter why you think Caitlin Clark is a better sh- player than Brianna Stewart. You can't. See, I don't know anything about. I'm just. I was intrigued by this. Um, yeah, uh, Cheryl Swoops. This Cheryl Swoops, like I said, you're not a hater if you're a better player. Like if I rip Caitlin Clark, who's okay, the best female basketball player who's ever lived? I think Cheryl Miller probably, but you know, I I, 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 I Tarazi to me. Diana Taurasi might be actually might be right now if I had to. What know, about Lisa Leslie? She was tremendous, but Taurasi was special. Tamika Catcher. Here's the thing. No. Here's, uh, here's the Cynthia thing. Cynthia Cooper. She was a great WNBA player. <clears throat> she was a much better. If we're talking about your college, are we talking about college or WNBA? Just ever. Ever it's Taurasi. I, I think it's Taurasi. I mean, here's the thing. People always look Maya at. Maya Moore. She was really good too. Um, she was pretty special. She was pretty spectacular, but I don't think she was. I don't think she was. She's not a top five type player. She was really, really good. Um, I, I mean, Don Staley was great. You know, I mean, there's there's been a number of great players. But here's the thing about Tarazi: when she was a sophomore, okay, that's that 2002 Connecticut team with Sue Bird and Swin Cash and all them. You played on an All Star. They were unbelievable. But guess what? When she was a senior, right? Uh huh. Her senior year, they won a national championship. It was her, and she had basically three really strong athletic people that weren't great skilled basketball players, and she carried them, and they won a national title. Can I ask you one? I, I can't believe we're talking this much about women's basketball. Yeah. I have one more question for you because okay. I actually read a story today about people taking time off and dedication. If this Elena Deladonna would have actually paid and bought into – Training and playing, and she uh, she has a very handicapped sister that she right, takes right, care of and right, things. Right. But if she just went and became a basketball junkie, they she pretty much did this like part time. She yeah. went to Connecticut for like three days and was like, "No, I'm homesick," and went to Delaware. But if she would have said, "I'm buying all in," how good could she have been? She, she would have. She maybe maybe she'd be in the discussion. For Serious? Real. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, she's got all the physical tools that you know what I mean that that, that you wanted. But she went and played volleyball for a couple of years. Yeah, right. And she went to you know she was at Delaware. Um, she obviously had a really nice career, and I think she's a pretty, you know, really good ba- basketball player. But at the end of the day, um, you know, she's not at that level because she never committed to being at that level. That's the biggest thing. 
Diana Taurasi, let me tell you, is a freak. You want to talk about a key? You want to talk about this? Listen, you want to talk about a player who, in her prime, she might have been able to play Division One men's basketball. Oh yeah, I really believe that. She was a physical freak. She was a tough, hard nosed, strong. You know what I mean? Could really play. Um, she might be. If I'm, I might think. I might say she's the, she's the goat. Six feet tall. Tough. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm trying to think. I mean, Brianna Stewart had an incredible career as well. But all right, that's enough. Tarazi. Tarazi. Tarazi's the goat. All right, we, all right, there's there our, our women's basketball expert. We'll come right back, talk some Steelers. <laughs> we'll get out of here here on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Paul, why don't you – I saw the list of the people that are going to get in the Hall of Fame, they just said. They're unveiling them – Tonight at this NFL honors thing. Why don't you – do you have them up? I have them up. All right, why don't you read them off? Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, Steve McMichael, and Randy Gratisher. All right, you know you're getting old <laughs> when you covered the college games of NFL Hall of Famers. You covered Julius Peppers in college. I did. You absolutely did on absolutely. that North Carolina team. He was devastating. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, he single-handedly beat Pitt over yeah, he, here at Three River Stadium. He that totally year. did. Yes. He absolutely did. He was uh, he was something else. So yeah, you know you're getting old, and you've covered for a long time. You may have also covered Devin Hester in college. Mm. He played it. He would have played in Miami at like '04, maybe. Let's look. Right. You uh, may have covered. Well, he's 41 years old. Uh-huh. No, he would have been younger. I mean, he would have been. Like oh, probably 04 or 05. He would have played at Miami. Yeah, too. Okay. Because he didn't yeah, play I two. Yeah, I would have covered Then I would have covered You him. covered two guys' college yeah. games. Yes. I would have right? covered him then, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he played 10 years. I, in I, a... I, you know, I think, I think I get it. I get it. He's the greatest of all time at that position. I just would not. 
Yeah, is that kind of like? I would not put him in the Hall of Fame. Is that kind of like a DH getting in? Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, Harold Baines. Right. I I I mean, now he had, you know, he averaged what in his biggest year, thirty-five yards or four, thirty-eight yards or something. I one is I read something the other day. He had fourteen hundred yards in returns the one year, which is totally ridiculous. But now, like people kick it out of the end zone, so that wouldn't even he wouldn't even be able to do that. And everybody fair catches punts because they're so high now. But it weren't like that at the time. He had one singular skill. I mean, one. He, he right, and that's the thing. I, I mean, to me, he, he was, never had a thousand yard receiving he, season. He's I don't the think. greatest. He's the greatest ever. Right, his uh-huh. career, but his career, two hundred fifty five receptions. Three, you know, three. Did he ever have a thousand yard receiving 3, season? 000, he had three thousand total yards for his his career. Jeez. So he is a one trick pony. That one trick was incredible. He was really good. But here we go, right here. His best receiving season, he had 750 yards. Jeez. His best receiving touchdown season was four touchdowns. He never scored five touchdowns in a season receiving? Nope. Uh, he never even – you know, I remember reading his stats too. He never scored a lot of touchdowns in the return game. Five. He just had a million – Five total. That's right. It. He just had a million yards. Like he would always I'm take sorry, it out to midfield. But he had 14 punt return touchdowns. Right. But still, I mean – I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. He, obviously a great, great kick returner, punt returner, special teams guy. I just don't know, you know, I just don't know that I would uh, put him in the Hall of Fame. No, I don't think I would. And, 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 they're, and then they're talking about, um, you know, he has a record, the most combined special teams return touchdowns. Well, you've got to be the guy who does both. That's And he, had a, he also had a field goal. A missed field goal that he remember. I actually kind of remember that where he, the, the guy missed the field goal yes. and he returned it. But my point is, and it's your point actually. How many guys do all that? Desmond Howard, um, you know what was his name? Dave Meggett, maybe who played for Eric Metcalf? I think did it. Uh, Dante Hall at times. Gail Sayers back in the day. Um, there there aren't a lot of guys that that did both. You know who right. did? You know who was good way back from the Broncos? You remember a guy named Rick Upchurch? Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He was good. But other than that, like there's not a lot of guys that do that do both anymore. It used to be one guy. Right. You have to you just have to have that specialized skill set. I mean, I, I get a kick out of all these guys that have a hard time putting kickers in, but they're gonna put Devin Hester in. I mean, kickers, to me, you know. How much is, for instance, Adam Vinatieri worth when you consider the Patriots and the Colts, you know what I mean, win Super Bowls right. because they have them? You know what I'm saying? You have a guy like uh, Justin Tucker. Like, how much has he been val- how valuable? Even, you know. A, even Gary Anderson. Or, or, or Gary Anderson. Or even a guy like Boswell. I mean, right. in the last four or five years, he's been just basically. Think about if think about over the last three or four years, if the Steelers had like an erratic kicker. If they didn't have a guy they could count on to get three points. Or if there was a man not named Justin Tucker. Well, what they I would mean, just look at Boz. Boz would be the best in the league. He would, but my point is, what if the Steelers had like an erratic kicker? Right. They probably would have lost two or three games. Particularly to, because know? of the style of football right, they play exactly. and how close the games are, yes. So, so that, to me, is a lot more valid than putting Devin Hester in, I think. Wow, that is such – it is a great discussion because it is really – it is such a one-trick pony. 
It is. But he was great at it. He is. He was. There was no one who I don't want to say was even close, but it, it might be the case. There was no one that was even close. I mean, he was spectacular at it. You like the NFL? Have you been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I went this past summer. Maybe it was last summer. No, I think I went this past summer for the first time. I made the mistake, I said. And I said this uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. I made the mistake where, and we were there a good three and a half, four hours. But I could have carved out two days and read everything. I like reading all that stuff. I honestly could have gone for two days and read every single thing there. It fascinated me. And the Naismith Hall of Fame is incredible, too. The, it's just so far. Yeah, it's a message. But I'm just saying, that the, those two, I've, I've never been to Cooperstown. I would love to go to Cooperstown and see that. But I'm just saying, the, the Naismith Hall of Fame is pretty spectacular, too. Tell me about what what was it the Naismith Hall of Fame the, the old artifacts yeah, and stuff like that all the stuff I mean just like a, a peach basket and pieces things? you know just the whole history of basketball and all the great players and different you know pieces of uh, different arenas and I mean just you know said so I tell you another incredible hall uh, it's not a hall of fame but an incredible museum like that yeah have you ever been to Louisville been to the Muhammad Ali Center I heard it's incredible it's I've not unbelievable. been unbelievable like you know it's it's a, basically an entire museum. Dedicated to Muhammad Ali. Well, I know that there are people. It's funny you say that because I have a lot of friends. I went to college down there, so I have a lot of friends that, that live in Kentucky, and they said that they'll do half day at the uh, Muhammad Ali, and then the other half the Louisville Slugger thing because they're not yeah. far off from each yeah, other. They, they, those those two places are great. And then if you love horse racing, at Churchill Downs, the Kentucky Derby Museum is incredible. Too. The only thing is the neighborhood's awful. It is awful. It is one it of the most awful. terrible it's, it's, neighborhoods it's, it's in this country. If you think about it. It's incredible that, that one of the biggest, you know, sporting events every year is in that neighborhood. But I'm telling you, the Kentucky Derby Museum is pretty cool. Oh, yeah? Uh, There's absolutely. a lot of horse tracks in a lot of bad parts of town. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, that's because you got all the degenerates that go there and hang out, right? Like the one in Maryland. That's in a bad part yeah, of yeah. town. Yeah, how about, I mean, the Belmont is not exactly, that's right. not exactly a nice area where in Belmont, the, the Belmont Stakes are. And uh, what's the one out near Harrisburg? That ain't, no. great, that ain't a great area either. The one that is kind of nice, although it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, you got to drive it. Keeneland in, in Lexington is like really nice. Nah. And the people get all dressed I mean, up. You know, and, the Meadows is in a nice area. I mean, it's, you know. It is. They put a casino there, though, a, Paul. Yeah. Let's go. Let's and a Waffle House right by there. That is a, it is one of the few Waffle Houses I've ever been to where there wasn't a big brawl that broke out in the middle of the night. Well, if we went, we would. It would be our luck that there would be a brawl <laughs> exactly. breaks out in the middle of the night. All right, what a show it's been. You know, you need to write our boss and tell him to put us on 10 to 2 every day. Uh, We'll be the new Cook and Joe. Uh, Anyway, so it's been wonderful. It's been great. We're going to get out of here in just a minute. I am off tomorrow. I think Donnie Football's doing the show is my understanding. I don't know. Um, So there's that. That'll happen. I am at home tomorrow, Paul, because it is our twins' 13th birthday. Tremendous. Before we leave, can I give Joel one one of these prop bets? Let's go. We got 30 seconds. There you go, Joel. You ready? Rock and roll. This is right up your alley. I was thinking of it. So here we go. Who will have more? Boston Celtics team points against Miami on Sunday or Kansas City Chiefs rushing yards? That's a good one. Miami's a really defensive team. That's a tough one. Do you know if the game's in Boston oh, or Miami? It's at Miami. At Miami. Here we go. That's a really tough one. Uh, Celtics. All right, there we go. Celtics plus Celtics. 
More rushing, more points than rushing yards. All right, Joel. Joel, great work as always. You're the absolute best. Paul, pleasure to work with you. <laughs> we had fun. Uh, we always do. All right, we'll catch you some other time. See ya. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.